Stone's over here. As we record, he's opened up Magic the Gathering cards. <laughs> a new deck. New deck in the works. It, it, it sounds pretty cool. Is it like a six-month simmer or just him just waiting to say, like, yeah, pull the trigger to buy the card? <laughs> I mean, they're expensive. Yeah, they are. God. I think I saw one card yesterday when I was in my own little deck building. It said, like, yeah, do this. Everyone puts their, like, their graveyard and their and there's hand or some shit and just put it in like pretty much replay the game or some shit oh the um, the blue card or something yeah the, the aeons what is it uh, something. No, no 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 it's not even that one bro it's another card oh look at the price of the card too it said 5k I'm like uh uh what yeah nah there's a nah. <laughs> <laughs> that's said, like a that's like a misprint or something weird. That's a funky version of it. I, I guarantee it. Okay, I'm gonna have to look it up right now. As we like, so we're just chilling. We're waiting on food before we actually get started. But like, we just thought we'd get warm up to the mic a little bit. Yeah. So Echo of Aeons, right? Well, yeah, that's the card that I put. But there's another card. I had to like double check. I was like, it's too late. EDH wreck. But, uh, it just made no sense. I like how they had, like, a Commander of the Day on EDH wreck, too, by the way. Yeah. Stones, good. Stones, uh, took a look at my actual deck, too. Uh, I sent it to Jason. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He's like, well, tell me what's the idea. Tell me what this, uh, what's it called? What's the last thing you said? Your budget. And mm-hmm. also, like, uh, something else. <sighs> yeah, that is a big thing in Commanders, your budget. Budget, yes, yeah, for real. Because if, if your budget is, I don't give a fuck, okay, well, we're going to spend, like, $5,000 on a deck. Oh, yeah, so here's the name of the card I found it. Time Twister. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. power. Fuck that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I looked at the card, I was like... Oh, that sounds cool. And as I looked down, I said, wait, what? It says each player shuffles his or her hand and graveyard into his or her library, then draw seven cards. Like, so you just pretty much restart the game. Yep. And I'm good. I mean, you still have all your stuff that's in exile and you still have all your stuff that, you know, your land, your, your land's still out there. Your permits are still out there. You know, you still have your life totals and everything. Yeah. So, you know, it's important for combo. I just see the... It says 5K right here, bro. <laughs> it's almost 6K. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He said, no, that makes sense. <laughs> but he said... 5K. No, I, I was I was like... I thought you were talking about, like, normal cards and not, like, Power 9. <laughs> oh, I know that was a thing, but it, like it was on, it was listed here. It's like oh, because it's talking about synergy and stuff like that. And like oh, cool. Yeah, I guess technically it does synergize, but fuck that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I ain't got that kind of money. Ain't nobody got that kind of money. <laughs> right. No, actually, on here it says 130k for like the near mint to. I'm like uh uh-uh. uh. Yeah, uh, 5k is probably for a beat ass one. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like uh uh-uh, uh, it, it ain't worth that. Like I like magic, but not like that. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> He's like Stone's like I like it, not like that. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I don't want to drop like three hundred bucks on a deck. Are you kidding me? It's, it's hard. It's not even hard. Just more like a uh, do. Is it worth it? 
how long are we going to be playing this game? That's what you got to ask yourself. I've been playing for a very long time. <laughs> and I've just kind of kept the same decks and just kept them together. I don't build a whole lot. I don't, you know, I don't buy a bunch of new cards. I just build a deck and I have it for a few years and maybe I'll build another one in another few years or something. I don't know. We'll see how it goes. <laughs> hey, your comic makes that just dope. I don't care. Mm-hmm. You build a deck every year for Christmas, but that's a budget deck. Yeah, that's a hundred dollar budget deck, and we we build them for each other, and it's a lot of fun. So it's, still, it's more about the event than the actual. I'm gonna build a new deck. Yeah, I know, but still a new deck. Yeah. <laughs> Let's see. Welcome to Able Game Podcast, episode one seventy two. On your podcast, MC Perry, and of course you have Stone here with me as well as we we're just talking about magic, you know. Just as I look at like an uh, outline for that and pass it around the friend group so they can say yay or nay. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, if you're not familiar with they do things here, every game I look at the gaming news and video games, how it might be influencing the gaming community. Talk that shit along the way and occasionally walk it back. <laughs> but Stone didn't walk anything back last week. Nah, fuck it. He said, We're taking two steps forward. Two no steps, steps back. No steps back. I love it. Two steps forward and no steps back. And I think that's our food. Yeah. Hey, we'll be right back with this brief message. <laughs> we are back. And like Stone was just saying, like you got to you gotta be in the mood for a Ruben. Yeah. <laughs> you got to be in the mood for a Ruben. We are back. So how was your week? Fucking busy. Fucking busy. Like every long as shit. Long as hell, man. Like, I don't know. It, uh, I've never realized that a month. Like, August just feels like it just doesn't want to end. No. But now September's around. So you got to wake me up when that ends. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> wake me up when September ends. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. So, where would you like to start, good sir? <laughs> Well, you see, in the beginning. In the beginning, there was light. <laughs> Is that how the Genesis goes? I don't know. I didn't. In the beginning, there was nothing. There was nothing. And then all of a sudden, he created something. Mm-hmm. I did nothing. And then we created God. And <laughs> I think we start, uh, you know, at Gamescom. <laughs> Only uh, uh, opening night lives, mm-hmm. per se. A lot of cool announcements. <laughs> A lot of good stuff was announced at Opening Night Live. If you don't realize it, it was uh, Jeff Keighley's, because uh, uh, it's in Germany, Gamescom, mm-hmm. and they try to keep everything kind of like German-based and like still share of their gaming news, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just like the opening night to Gamescom, which is actually going on right now as this podcast is recording. So I might just go ahead and upload it today. I don't know. We'll figure, I'll decide that later. Mm-hmm. Because, like, Gamescom is a big deal. There's, a, like, games being announced right now. Um, the big one, though. <laughs> Dead Island 2? <laughs> Probably one of the biggest ones, yeah. I think you got coming, though. Well, well, we call yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, well, it's it's wild because, like, you know, it, it was it was basically on ice for, like, I don't know, better part of 10 years, it seems like. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, we heard some rumblings about it, and now... It's like, oh, hey, we're doing Dead Island 2. And I'm like, fucking okay. <laughs> uh, I do have... I'm gonna, I'm pretty sure the first one's going to go on sale soon. So I'm going to pick it up on Steam. Mm-hmm. 
Is there a co-op game? The first one? Not mm. that I'm aware of. Hmm. I never actually played the first one, though. Okay. Would you be interested in playing it? <laughs> I mean, yeah. It's just, I don't know. Like, Jeff Healy was like, look, we've been waiting a long time for this one, so let's just buckle up. I was like, is this Dead Island 2? Okay, cool. When's it come out? February 3rd? I'm like, Stone, your sources, my guy. All right. <laughs> I just, I know people. I <laughs> we got it on speed dial. Like I said, like, I just want to make a post. Like, people should just listen to our podcast just because we call shit before it comes out. <laughs> I mean, you know, that's what we do. We, we report on the gaming news. It is a, it is co-op. Um, and uh, it's actually from developer Techland, which are the ones that developed um, Dying, Light? Dying Light. Ooh. Mm-hmm. No wonder. They probably had to get Dying Light 2 done. They probably had that in mind first. Mm-hmm. And then said, fuck it. This one's done too. <laughs> but no, the game looks really fun. looks gory. I don't normally do first persons, but I'm getting the habit of playing them, and that game is cool. It's going to be fun. Um, so, the other big one is Life of P. I think that's the one that sold the show for a lot of people. We're pretty much like a retelling of Pinocchio, Dark Souls-esque, though. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's like cyber, like cyberpunk-ish, too. In a, midi- a medieval setting. I'm like, you know what? I'm here for this. <laughs> I mean, it seems weird, but I'm here for it. You know? Yeah. And uh, it comes out next year. Like, it, it just re- looks really gorgeous and mm-hmm. good. And it's like, well, I'm definitely going to be playing this on PC. <laughs> yep. Um, of course, we can't forget, you know, probably the biggest game that was announced. Uh, Goat Simulator 3. <laughs> Is it not out yet? No. It, it got, we got it, the first gameplay trailer during the announcement of Opening Night Live. Uh, sure. It looks like it, it's uh, scheduled to come out on November 17th. Well, the day before Pokemon. Wow. Mm-hmm. See, now they just have to come out, like, after this comes out, like, in another, like, five years. <laughs> Go Simulator 5? No, they, they do Go Simulator 2. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, cool. Because uh, in case y'all didn't know that it, that is the joke, uh, Goat Simulator came out a few years ago. This is the sequel to Goat Simulator. They're calling it Goat Simulator Three, even though it's the second entry in the series. So they did that on purpose. <laughs> that is uh, Coffee Stain Studios for you. That's what they're. <laughs> that, that's what they're known for. Just joking around. Mm-hmm. So Goat Simulator Three is coming out next year. You know, actually, the end of this year. Holy shit! November seventeenth. Yeah, um, I haven't played the first one, but I know a lot of people like Goat Simulator. It's a meme game. It got a lot of attention because it's a meme game. Mm-hmm. Let me take a look, because there was a lot that was announced here. There's just a lot to keep up with as everything keeps continuing to come out. Yep, uh, we got Homeworld 3. Uh, we got a new gameplay trailer for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Atlas Fallen, uh, that game looked pretty cool. It gave me some, like, it gave me the same kind of vibes that, uh, Forspoken gave me whenever we first saw it announced. There should have more gameplay for Forspoken. They should have led with that and then yeah. the other one. Because that one looks awesome. Yeah. The Atlas Fallen trailer was a cinematic trailer, so. Mm. Take that for what you will. 
Um, what is it? Uh, Stranded, Alien Dawn. Uh, but it had a cinematic trailer as well. Uh, it's a game where uh, players must venture into a uh, new dangerous world to fight for survival. Uh, described as a planet survival sim. Mm. Uh, so should be like building a colony and building a city and surviving and that sort of thing. Yeah, so, it should be cool. Yeah, kind of in the vein of like surviving Mars, that sort of thing. Yeah, it's up your alley. <laughs> That's the kind of game I like. I'm, I'm here for that. Uh, new tales from the Borderlands officially revealed October 21st is what's coming out. Yeah, uh, the first game was dope, so I recommend checking it out. So <laughs> you gonna check it out? Yeah, I'm gonna check it out. Like um, it, like it, like it legitimately was good. You know, it was it was a good game. Cool. Um, Dying Light Two expansion October thirteenth. It sounds like I gotta get through the damn game. I still need to go back and play the game. I, I started playing with with George and Jason, so I don't want to play it without them. But I, I really need to fucking do it. Like guys, can we just like sit down and play? Please. Oh, the problem is Jason's been out of state for like the past month and a half. <laughs> it feels like it doesn't it. Yeah, he's been gone for ages, so we haven't had a chance to get together again but um so it just happens that way sonic frontiers they said that it was coming out this year it's coming out this year it comes out november 8th <laughs> wait no yeah <laughs> i ain't picking up sonic frontiers we got God of War to play. Exactly. I'm like, well, I'm like, hold up. As soon as I read it, I'm like, what makes people think that's a good day to release your game one? I mean, every like play all, play the games you like, of course, but <laughs> yeah, the uh, Sonic Frontiers has been delayed for uh, polish. <laughs> for polish, yeah. Do that. Oh, uh, and uh, we got Dune Awakening was announced. It's a uh, MMO, right? Yeah, it's an open-world survival MMO set in the Dune universe. And I'm like, that seems kind of neat. I've never watched watch or read Dune. I haven't either, but I'm like... Everyone's like, you like, I, like, do you want to, we should read Dune. Shout out to her, one of my good friends. Uh, she's like, you want to read Dune? I'm like, look, I hear that gets trashed out of the first book. So Really? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I'm like, I don't know if I want to put myself through that. <laughs> But it's a classic, Perry. <laughs> yeah, and I probably should read it. Really should read it. But no, not right now. <laughs> I'll probably pick it up today when I go to Barnes & Noble. Um, so, oh, and then we also got the reveal of the DualSense Edge PlayStation 5 controller. What do you think about that? It's about damn time. Yeah? About damn time we get a, like, you know, DualSense controller. A customizable, like, elite version of the DualSense controller? I meant to call him. I'm like, get him on the podcast for that. Who's that? <laughs> Jacob. Because he's a big... Shout out. Hey, Jacob. How you doing, brother? Good. Uh, you're on the podcast. Quick question. Were you able to see the new DualSense controller? No, I didn't even know they were coming out with a new one. Yeah, it's kind of... It's pretty much their pro elite controller. I thought maybe... Um, That'd be up your alley because I know you like the elite controllers. Yeah, it'll be customizable and has uh, exchangeable uh, joysticks on them. So, mm-hmm. hmm. yeah. Release? Um, no official release. They just announced it at uh, only uh, 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 Gamescom. 
Yeah, opening night live. Opening night live. That's when they announced it. Hmm. Yeah. I know you really care about, like, elite controllers, so I wonder if you would probably get it. I mean, yeah, there's a good chance, especially if it's, if they have different colors other than white. If it's only white, you know. No, it's like black and blue. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I'll definitely be. <laughs> yeah, so, I like, yeah, that one's cool. Uh, I know you had a busy week. The only other game that I'm for sure that you would be interested in, I know you don't do zombies, but Dead Island 2 got announced. Dead Alive 2? De- Dead Island 2. Dead Island. Didn't that already get announced a long time ago? Well, it's coming out finally. <laughs> oh. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like nine years later. Nine years later. It's finally coming out. Wow. I mean, I'll it's, be honest with you. I wasn't anticipating that like I was uh, Cyberpunk, so... <laughs> Stone just told me that it's by the same developers that made Die in Light, and they're like, "Oh, I didn't realize that." <laughs> oh, I, I didn't know that either. Yeah. So they made the first one and then moved to Die in Light, I guess. Uh, maybe. I I think that I think that the first Dying Light was their first game. Oh. Um, oh okay. And then they made Dead Island, and then let's see. So Dying Light came out in 2015. So, yeah, Dead Island would have been before that, then. Yeah, it's like 2013, 2014, something like that. 2011, Dead Island 1 was. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, Dead Island, then Dying Light, then Dying Light 2, and now Dead Island 2. 11 years later. (laughs) But, yeah, but that's a. And also, I don't know, like, I know you don't care for, like, Pinocchio, but there's, like, a game called Life of P. Uh, It's pretty much like a Dark Souls type game. Uh, it looks but pretty good. Pinocchio? It, yeah, it's based it, off of Pinocchio. It's based off Pinocchio. <laughs> and it's also cyberpunk-ish too in medieval. <laughs> they just, you just see that. took some wild mushrooms. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like it's, it just seemed really funny. I'm like, all right, cool. And of course, uh, there's more, there's other games that were announced that at Gamescom that were pretty funny. <laughs> or pretty good. I mean, I don't know. But no, that's all I got. <laughs> um, just curious if you saw that or not. No, I didn't get to see that. I'm definitely uh, <laughs> gonna like uh, try to get one of those controllers as soon as they come out. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I might actually get me like an Elite controller. I've never had one. <laughs> I know they're probably working wonders. Well, uh, our buddy Devin, he has bought a bunch of Elite controllers for the Xbox, not Generation 1, but all the other ones, mm-hmm. and he would always end up with really bad stick drift. Ooh. Now, I've had my Gen 1 Elite controller for a long time, not heavily used, right? I don't use it that much, but I still don't have stick drift. So he moved to some other brand that's like only like 50 bucks. Mm-hmm. But it's like similar. You can map the controls. You have back paddles, um, and he's not had any stick drift with that brand. So, oh, okay. um, I do worry about stick drift. I think the interchangeable part makes it to where it could happen possibly more. But <clears throat> we'll see. Well, the, there's supposedly a customizable dead zone with uh, the the sticks as well. So 
You could probably combat stick drift with that. <laughs> yeah. That's cool. Okay. Yeah, that's cool. That's cool. Uh, I know it's been a while. Does that pro controller for the Switch still work for you? I know it's been probably a while since you played it. Um, yeah, no, it still works. Cool, cool, cool. I wasn't for yeah, sure. It's not bit. the off-brand one. It's the actual one. <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> well, anyways, bro, you have a great day. I'll talk to you later. <laughs> All right, see you. That's <laughs> so funny. <laughs> so that is coming out soon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we need that. ASAP. Uh, Subtronica is a new game made by my boy Brandon Sanderson. Helped develop by Brandon Sanderson. Uh, this man's making moves. <laughs> making some moves. So what's it called again? Subnautica? Is that what it's called? Oh, Subnautica? Yeah. Yeah. So that's a, that's a game that's been out for a little while. Are they making a new one? Uh, re- a developer reveals sci-fi game written by Brandon Sanderson. Unknown Worlds has announced a digital tabletop strategy game written by Brandon Sanderson called Moonbreaker. Oh, okay. Well, that, that, yeah, that's not Subnautica then. Okay. Yeah, but players can enjoy the Warhammer 40,000 style gameplay with StarCraft style. Look when it's early access arrives on PC and Mac this fall. Brandon Sanderson killing it. <laughs> well, there you go. Uh, you had no idea how awful it is. Like me, like, yeah, three quarters of the way done, writing my story, guys, which I really am. Uh, it's kind of a great process. And I said, you watch Brian Sanders' live update. He's like, I'm at Bing 20, uh, 12%, which is about 50,000 words. I'm like, you're only at 12%, and then it's 50,000 words. Damn, I got a long way to go. <laughs> I mean,. Yes, you have, a, you have a long way to go to become a <laughs> prolific professional writer. <laughs> like that, like like that. But you don't know this though. Storm, Stormlight books are like five hundred thousand words, so it's like uh, you're only at twelve per, as twelve percent. Ugh. Yep. Mm. So it's gonna be a big old fucking book. Yeah, the next one is supposed to be the largest book in the series. Uh, Genshin Impact. Shout out to you, you Luke Boxers. Uh, you can have fun, have fun with that. Oh gosh! It just the expanse gets new trailer and release window. So um, the game that you were talking about a minute ago, um, that so the the developers behind Subnautica partnered with Brandon Sanderson to create a new IP uh, set in the Warhammer 40k universe, um, and it's called Unknown Worlds, and it's, oh, Unknown it's designed Worlds. it's designed to be a digital tabletop strategy game. So cool. so it's a tabletop strategy game with like minis and shit and like you have to paint the minis and things like that. Um, but it's all like it's a video game. So that it's a tabletop game just it's in a video game. So you're here for it. No. Nope. I mean it seems cool. I'm not <laughs> knocking it. <laughs> no, here's the weirdest one. Killer Clowns from Outer Space is becoming a multiplayer is becoming a game. Uh yeah, it's actually part of a franchise. Like Killer Clown, it's probably like a movie franchise, right? No, it's like a it's like a video game franchise. It's just like not a super well known one, but yeah, yeah, Killer Clowns from Outer Space. Um, it, it's uh, becoming the latest '80s horror franchise to, to become a video game. So yeah, I guess it was uh, based off a movie. I didn't realize that. Yeah, it's like okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it uh, looks like it's coming out for Steam, PlayStation 4, PlayStation 5, uh, Xbox One, Xbox Series X and S in early 2023. 
I saw it. I saw the trailer for that. I'm like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> I've never even heard of this before. It, it's Killer Clowns from Outer Space, man. It's like a really silly horror franchise. <laughs> Let's go watch the movie, like Bad Movie Fridays or some shit. Yeah. Let's see. Uh, what else do we have here? If if this game gets good reviews, mm-hmm. would you want to play it with me? Sure. Gotham Knights is launching a week earlier. Okay. It's starting to look cool. I mean, you know, it's like two players. So, I mean, fucking, I don't know. You know what I'm saying? Like, would you want to play? <laughs> I feel like we can knock it out in a weekend. I mean, probably. Yeah. <laughs> play all day Friday or some shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and unless you have D&D that day. And I mean, I have D&D like every Friday, so. Damn, we do. It does feel that way. We could play like all day Saturday, Sunday. If you don't have D&D on Friday. <laughs> if we don't have D&D on Friday, because we don't know when we're going to actually have D&D. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's fair. <laughs> I think we're going to play next week. Or right, he said maybe. Definitely maybe. Definitely maybe. Anyways, they did reveal Harley Quinn's going to be in the game. It looks pretty cool. This is, oh shit, I forgot to tell Jacob about this one. Where Winds Meet is an open world set in medieval China. Yeah, it's an open world RPG set in uh, the Ten Kingdoms era of medieval China. Uh, it looks pretty neat. It looks like it, it, it has the look of like Ghost of Tsushima. Yeah. Uh, so it really kind of feels like that game whenever I was watching the trailer. Um apparently you'll be able to like take on like different kind of like job roles and stuff uh so you could become a like a doctor or an orator or a merchant yeah things like that it looks really cool man it seems neat i'm here for the whole ghost of shishima vibe ghost of shishima mm-hmm. is one of the best games of 2019 20 yeah i i really like um i really like rpgs that center around player choice you know, where you can really play the game how you want to. Mm-hmm. And there's, like, there's like good options for doing that. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. Yeah, it's uh, really worthwhile. Because it adds you, like, well, replayability. Like, well, do I ever want to play this game again or not? That kind of vibe. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's always cool. I saw it and was just like, oh, cool. And everyone's uh, pretty much excited about uh, the new Devil Within Me game. The biggest news is that Hito Kojima is starting a podcast. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, so he's starting a new podcast. Uh, it'll be available in English and Japanese. Episode 1 is releasing on September 8th. The day before Splatoon. Ha-ha. Speaking of which, Splatoon OLEDs are up for, uh, what's it called? Sell on Amazon right now. Cool. Splatoon 3. Yeah, I, I saw that earlier. Park Beyond is a new amusement park simulator. If you like park immune. Yeah, like uh like similar to like Thrillville. Yeah. Um or like a kind of like a roller coaster there's, tycoon, I guess. There's a game that just released like last week. It's like a uh circus RPG type game. Oh, I don't know. I haven't seen that. Yeah, it looks kinda cool. Uh, maybe I'll have to go I, check that out. I don't, I don't know if it's <laughs> up your alley or not. <laughs> Yeah, uh, we got a new hack and slash game revealed. Uh, it's called Phantom Hellcat. Yeah, that game looked awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's supposed to be a 
2D and 3D, I guess. So I guess it switches between perspectives. Um, but it's a, it's a new project that was teased. Um, it's hack and slash combat taking place in a cursed theater, apparently. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Phantom Hellcat stars Jolene, who breaks a seal on said cursed theater, prompting the darkness to take her mother hostage. Yep, yep, yep. Time to hack and slash. Oh gosh, I'm looking at all the reviews. I'm pretty sure he did it. Oh, are you going to go play Cult of Lamb? <laughs> Everybody's been talking about that one. <laughs> uh, probably not. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, I still got to play Weird Fucking West. Weird so West, many, yeah. There's so many games to play, Stone. And we're like in a dry period right now. Um, shoot. There's a new Pokemon mini car or some shit. Did you see that? <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. Uh, so it's a Pikachu themed mini Aceman. Uh,. The car is designed to be playful as it's designed to be as playful as the game, like Pikachu. It is fully electric. <clears throat> oh yeah, so the name of the game is called Circus Electric. Yeah, that's the name of that game. It came out three weeks ago. I'll put add it to Steam. I still want to play the Master Vampire Masquerade. Swan Song. Probably wait for sale though. Oh, yeah, so Jacob just texted me back. He said, I saw Skillo talk about this. He said it is the Chinese sub-version, 30 frames per second version of Ghost of Tsushima. I'm pretty sure that will be up Winds of Winter. Or not Winds of Winter. Um, where Winds Meet. I'm pretty sure it'll, the graphics will be updated by the time that comes out. But that's what Skillo said. So, um... What other games did we, that was announced? There's there was a lot. A lot of people talked about like uh, One Piece RPG, the JRPG, how it's a actually a perfect fit for One Piece mm-hmm. because there's so many characters you can be able to use it. I watched that today actually. Uh, still no release date, but they're saying it's still coming out this year. Yep. When? <laughs> we don't. We're running out of year, guys. <laughs> like I hate it so much. Like it's coming out. Uh, Warhammer 40k Dark Tide receives a new trailer. The Outlast trial gets creepy. New trailer. But yeah, that there's a lot more that's being announced as we speak. I can't go through everything. <laughs> just hitting the highlights here. I'm really just hitting the highlights right here, guys. It's there's a lot still being announced. Like, let me go to IDN.com. I'm pretty sure something new got announced. <clears throat> Probably. Yeah. Anyways. Oh, Moonbreaker mixes exciting Hearthstone strategy with Warhammer. Yeah, so that, yeah. that's the tabletop strategy game. Yeah, so they're mixing the two together. But no, that's pretty cool. Um, a lot of exciting news from Gamescom. It feels like this should have been E3. <laughs> what do you think? I mean, that that's what... Jeff Keighley wants from Summer Game Fest is stuff like that, where it just basically is a four month long E3. And this is like the end of it or some shit. Yeah, I don't know. I kind of wish, like, I miss E3 because it, it was condensed, consolidated, you know, with Summer Game Fest, quote unquote. 
it's not even really an event. It's just like a bunch of companies doing their own thing all summer long, which is fine, I guess, mm-hmm. but also like <laughs> a pain in the ass to keep up with. So like that's Jacob, why that's why we're doing the podcast. Like that's why Jacob said that. Like he, like, <clears throat> he didn't realize that that was announced or shit like that's announced. Like mm-hmm. stuff like that. Just we do all the hard work, so you don't have to. Really do. A lot of people are starting to like it and appreciate it. And uh, shout out to our listenership and our viewership. This is really cool. Like people talk about it. Um, Saints Row. Let's talk about that really fast. <laughs> Mixed reviews. Mm-hmm. So I played. Um, I played Saints Row the Third. Um, that's the one with the aliens and stuff, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're the president. And You're the shit. president. And the aliens attack or whatever, and you go and you get superpowers or whatever the shit. Um, so I played St. Rose the Third. Driving doesn't matter in that game. <laughs> it does not. It, I mean, cars shouldn't even exist in that game. I don't know why they do. Um, but yeah, so I don't know. I kind of was like, you know, New Saints Row sounds cool. Um, you got to do something to differentiate yourself from Grand Theft Auto because the, they were like, clowning on fucking Grand Theft Auto, basically. They were just doing that, but more absurd. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, well, you can only do that so much. Yeah. Now they have to, like, make a real game. Mm-hmm. You know? And I haven't played the new Saints Row yet. Uh, number two has been playing new Saints Row, yeah. and she seems to really, really enjoy it. And there yeah. you go. That's there you good. Go. That's good. Um, the rest of the world does not. <laughs> according to people, like, reviewing it and such, though, um, it, it's, it's just not Saints Row. It's nothing like it, which is fine, but... Also, that not being like Saints Row has to be fun in its own right. And according to them, it's just mediocre at best. It says open world nostalgia, really. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Like, I don't really tell people to get reviews, but that one was like, well, I need to see something. And then they were like, no, nah, not even, don't even consider it. <laughs> Maybe wait for, like, ACG Demon say, wait for a deep, deep. So he said, this might be a never touch. I've never, since Anthem, actually, since Anthem. And even then, he said, wait for a deep, deep cell. <clears throat> yep. So, damn. Damn. <laughs> I was hoping. So, so, leave it the hell alone. Mm-hmm. Um, your story of Humans 2 came out as well. <laughs> TJ Nord- THQ Nordic just is weird with the releases. <laughs> I mean, Destroy Humans is fun. I never played the first one. Never played any of it. I mean, you, you play as an alien in like <clears throat> 1960s Americana and uh, you, you abduct people and probe them and you steal yeah. cows and things and you shoot lasers at people. It's fun. You played it? It's a good time. You played it? Yeah, it's a good time. <laughs> I don't have to play it now though because it looks so refined. I remember the trailer like where the alien is being like a DJ or some shit. Yeah. I'm here for it. Because he, he's there to destroy all humans, so. Destroy all humans. He doesn't give a fuck. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, with that being said, <laughs> what did, I don't know if I even asked, like, what have you been playing this week? Well, I started playing Dark Cloud 2 again. Um, it's, it's one of my favorite games. Uh... I haven't played it in a while, and I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna, I'm gonna kick that back up and start going through it again. So. Yeah, you've been playing it all week. I've been seeing you. <laughs> Nostalgia, party like you're 2003, right? Yeah, party like it's 2003, man. <laughs> it's worth it, man. 
Um, I've been I checked out the Solstice demo last night after I did my deck list. Mm-hmm. It was like two or three in the morning or something. Game is fun. Yeah. Still got to figure out like combat controls, but it is like a uh, not Dark Souls at all. It's mm-hmm. more uh, bad enemies that would make cry. That whole system and combat system. It's really fun. The demo's out. It's one of, like, I remember watching that trailer last year here with you during the PC gaming show. And uh, just being excited to play it. And the fact that it's coming out literally next month. I don't know if I'll play it next month. It's definitely going to be like on the wish list. So I'm pretty sure it's going to sell around Christmas time. Probably. Yeah, so I'll probably pick it up then and play through all my games. It was fun. I had no problems with it. <sighs> yeah, so check it out. It's a, it's the demos on Steam right now. Mm-hmm. Graphics, oh my god, beautiful. <laughs> Just eight put that on that HDR setting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what else you got for us? Uh, well, Amazon is uh, looking to acquire EA, according to some rumors. What do you think about that? Uh, well, if you. I feel like if you can't do something yourself in-house, you buy a company that can. Sure. So, Amazon has is trying to break into the gaming market. Uh, they have their Amazon AWS platform, so they're set up for cloud gaming. And they're set up for... Um, I mean, they, they, already, they already do offer uh, hardware as a service to other major developers in order to run their games on Amazon's platform. Mm-hmm. So they're like, why don't we fucking make a game? So then they try to make a game called New World, and it sucks ass. Really like, does. complete ass. <clears throat> so, if at first you don't succeed, buy, buy again. So I, I don't... I can I understand where what Amazon's doing. Yeah, I don't know why they want to buy EA, because... Well, never mind. Because it, it's two toxic cesspits falling in love <laughs> with each other. Not only that, but EA... They have said countless times, but they're not looking to sell. Well, um, it doesn't matter if you're Amazon, because you have Amazon money. <laughs> yeah, but it's called a hostile takeover, Perry. If you got enough money, you can buy whatever you want. <laughs> I hope, yeah, you're not wrong. But them buying EA, I don't really see anything. You don't get another outside of what FIFA, not even FIFA anymore. But I will say that as a, the the whole thing was based off of like wild speculation and rumors mm-hmm. whether Amazon was gonna buy EA or not. I don't think it's a bad idea for Amazon to buy a game studio. No, but not EA though. Mm-hmm. EA EA doesn't want to be sold. It doesn't want to be bought, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so it doesn't necessarily make a lot of sense that it's that particular matchup, but whatever. Um, and then there, there's actually been an update to the article that we're referencing here on IGN, um, which IGN referenced an article that was in USA Today. Ooh. <laughs> so, yeah. So that article by the original author in, in USA Today uh, has since uh, been retracted, and the journalist behind the article also is expressing doubt over its accuracy. So... Probably not true in the slightest, but it's an interesting thought experiment, I think. <laughs> yeah, it was like, it's just like, wait. So, as of now, that article doesn't matter. 
Uh, as of when it was issued, it didn't fucking matter. Because, again, it was all based off of rumor. Yeah. <laughs> rumor has it, and Adele's not here. <laughs> rumor has it. Ay, ay, ay. Um, there was something else I was going to say about that. Uh, it's it's EA. Just make a good game. I think they think that Star Wars is their saving grace and they only have one game left to make. That's just me. Yep. Let's see. What else did we have here? We got the, the future of esports, I guess. Uh, PlayStation Tournaments beta is coming to soon to PS5. That's so cool. <laughs> yeah. So uh, it's like out with the old, in with the new features, right? Because yeah. there was... Um, what was that feature last month that they discontinued? Um, the help support one? Is that, was that the No, one? It, it was like the fucking... Um, Accolades. That's what it was. Yeah, accolades. accolades yeah. Got, because no one used them. Because no one was using it. Nobody knew. I didn't even know it was on there. <laughs> they, they had the article saying, "Hey, we're taking, we're getting rid of this," and I'm like, "The fuck are you talking about?" <laughs> yeah, like, I, like, what is this? Uh, but the tournament stuff. Yeah, there's a lot of like, you know, mm-hmm. fighting game. Yeah, stuff. it's a it's a feature that was announced uh, for the PS4 in 2016, um, and the idea is that it would allow you to sign up for tournaments, compete, and even win prizes. And it's all integrated into the actual, like, system of the PlayStation 5, right? Yeah. Um, so, PlayStation tournaments are on-console competitions where players can compete against each other to win prizes across PlayStation events, challenges, leaderboards, competitions, and much, much more. Revealed Sony in an official blog post. And it's coming soon. A beta is, at least. A beta is, Yes. So, it should be coming out soon. Shout out to Ryan Lesson. Also, shout out to Jonathan Dornbush at uh, pod, top Podcast Beyond. Beyond! Beyond! Uh, uh, he's leaving uh, IGN. Mm-hmm. So, I, he hasn't announced. So I was like, uh, wait, Dornbush <coughs> is leaving? No! Oh, I got his Max Scoville now? <laughs> Damn. Yeah. So, that open beta will be coming out in the coming weeks. Quote. Um, and here's what you can expect from the new feature. Uh, you can expect easily discoverable tournaments, uh, seamless sign-on from the console, so you can sign up for the event from your console without having to do anything. Oh my gosh! Um, you're you have shorter tournament times. Uh, there'll be a cap on tournament size bracket to ensure the tournaments stay in a reasonable limit. Uh, higher tournament frequency, so they'll be more available more often. Um, all new UI uh, with you know, new UI features and designs to have players reach all the info they need quickly and easily. Uh, real-time match results and automatic reporting. Match results are instantly shown and reported uh, as you progress through the bracket. No waiting, no fuss, no muss. Uh, and then prizes, of course. Each tournament will have a prize up for grabs with some offering unique rewards. All, player, all eligible players will have a shot at these prizes regardless of skill level. Yep. Good stuff. So yeah, it it seems like it's a it's a focus for esports, and I think that's a really cool move on Sony's part uh, to kind of democratize esports in a way, uh, and create more of like uh, I don't know a small battleground area where you can display that you're skilled at a certain game. Game, yeah. You know, and then. 
if that game takes off, but there's bigger tournaments, then maybe like one of the prizes for like one of these PlayStation tournaments is you get invited to go to the big boy club. Yeah, you know? the actual big boy club, the actual club. Like, yeah. <laughs> you go play in the big leagues. Big leagues, go play in the esport for real. Yeah. Show up the Madden skills. And I mean, I think it's cool, like, you know, if prizes are like, you know, like character skins or like, um, I don't know, like unique like avatars or things like that, mm-hmm. I think that'll be really interesting. Yeah. I, I think that would be kind of cool. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, this is cool, I guess. A Skull and Bones will be able to run in 4K with an uncapped, uh, uncapped frames per second setting on PC. So, if you have... The PC Master Race PC, yeah. like the PC to rule them all. Then uh, you can run it at 4K 31 FPS. Yeah, yeah, that's what it sounds like. It's exactly what it sounds like. Well, yeah, uh, yeah. uncapped frame per second. Players will also have the option to upscale their images with ray tracing, DLS, and FSR. I mean, I I don't know. I don't know what I mean. I know that like new cards have been coming out more and more recently. We've got the Intel Arc cards are out now, um, so those are a new entry into the the ecosystem to cause <clears throat> issues. Uh, of course, with the recent crash in cryptocurrency, you know people miners have been just fucking divesting themselves of uh, graphics cards. So there's a glut of them out there on the market right now. So it's actually easier than ever to get a hold of a graphics card, um, but you know they're still hella expensive because aren't they, aren't they still hella expensive they're still really expensive because inflation is a thing and wages haven't gone up in 30 years so mm-hmm. but uh, that's another conversation for another I'm just I'm dipping my toe into Jeremy's if he was here he would go like blah blah blah, blah and maybe like uh huh yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah Skull and Bones is coming out soon though it comes out the same day as freaking no the day before God of War yep so um playing God of War (laughs) (laughs) Sonic I'm sorry bro (laughs) now I'm I'm interested in Skull and Bones I think it's a cool game and I would like to play it at some point but not now after God of War (laughs) not now we did get an official release date for Harry Potter yeah we did uh, it's uh, February 3rd? Yeah, we did. Yeah. Why? Well, it's the same day as fucking, what's it called? Dead Island 2. Yep. <laughs> That's the Stone Was Right, Everybody Else Can Suck It uh, date. <laughs> me. And, uh... <laughs> Not only that, but, it's like, uh, why is February got to be the roughest month to buy a game? Or decided with the buy because February is where games go because they couldn't handle it in the fucking um, Christmas holiday season. Yeah, they couldn't. They couldn't cut it. It can't stack up to the AAA releases, so they go to February. We can't stand it. We can't. They're like, they're like, maybe you got money for Christmas and you can buy our games now. Mm. <laughs> well, I'm too busy playing God of War still to even fucking care. I don't know. You, you got you have like two months to play it. It's fine. You can you can play your other game. We'll be here waiting for you when oh, you're done. I can't believe I, I actually posted the article twice. Twenty oh Harry Potter blah blah blah. They got some new con- exclusive content coming for uh, PlayStation players, which is cr- crazy because I thought it was just an exclusive game. But wait, it's coming to the Switch as well. Also, they're saying that the game's gonna be darker. 
didn't expect it. It's going to be lighthearted. Which I'm here for. Which one? Harry Potter. Oh. I mean, it shouldn't be too dark. It says like, I mean, there, I mean, there's some dark shit going on. There should be. You know, there, there needs to be some uh, conflict. But, I mean, it's still Harry Potter. It should be bright and cheery in some parts, at least. <laughs> mm. It's before Harry. Who knows? I don't know what house I'm going to pick. I don't know. Probably going to go Ravenclaw. If they don't have, like, a quiz you can take to get sorted, like, they're missing out. Like, that's a... That seems like an easy win. But you're a fifth year coming in, though. So, you're transferring. Still mm-hmm. get sorted. No, it's just interesting. You know? It's like, oh, you're still, you're still getting sorted? And you gotta get sorted. But, I mean, honestly, like, if you just use, like... So, if you go to Pottermore, right, their website... They have a little personality test. It's like a few questions that you answer, and then it's like, oh, you're whatever house, you know? I mean, yeah, sure. Some of the answers are pretty obvious or whatever the fuck, but it's like, why don't you just put the fucking Pottermore quiz in there? <laughs> All I know is this. If that's the case, and like I don't get into the house, I'm going on Google to figure out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I've been at Ravenclaw all this time. I'm going to yeah. stay in Ravenclaw. Ravenclaw for life, buddy. Ravenclaw for life. Uh, let's see what else do we have. Competitive Nino cooking and Nino Cooney. Fuck out of here, dude. So you're going to do some competitive cooking? I mean, cooking is a, a really big thing, but players can now participate in the cooking co- competition episode, and in it, they'll be able to play new dungeons and quests, new character customization. There's no conflict in this game whatsoever, <coughs> so I don't know why anybody would play it. Maybe that will be the first uh, PlayStation tournament. <laughs> it's not Competitive even a, cooking. I can say this game's not even available for PlayStation. Sure is. It is now. Oh Competitive cooking. Competitive cooking. Ooh, that's a nice story idea. Oh, the sun's up still. We won't talk about that. Um, let's see. What else do we have? Uh, prices are increasing for PlayStations everywhere else, but here oh, in yeah, the United States. That's a really big one. Um. Yeah, it, it, it's varying by region, too. It's not a flat increase, because you, in the U.S., the price isn't going up at all. But in uh, in England, I think it's going up by 30 pounds. Yeah. That's a lot. Yeah, I mean, that's, 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 a not, lot. that's not nothing. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot, man. Like, uh, I don't, like isn't the wake of inflation, is that what they said? Yeah, uh, they've been having supply chain issues just ongoing, but uh, they're saying, like, um, given the uh, current economic or global economic environment and its impact on mm-hmm. Sony Entertainment's business, uh, you know the console is getting about ten percent more expensive in forty-five global markets, but not the United States. Mm. And due in part to the value of the U.S. dollar, because <laughs> yeah. uh, we are the world reserve currency, so therefore we get to do what the fuck we want. That's how we work. Oh gosh. Okay, well, that's not just so I dropped some knowledge on Perry, and he yeah. broke a little bit. Uh, someone, <laughs> someone was actually text a message me about D and D, so I'm just <laughs> like, wait, what? <laughs> like, I really didn't mean to look at that. It just like it just popped up. I was like, she, there, there was a there was a hard shift in gears, and Barry's brain just couldn't handle it. He's like, wait a minute, I don't even know what's going on anymore. <laughs> I really tried to stay intact. Like I always say, like if I'm on my phone or something, like I say, like I'm listening because I really am. But that would just like, 
Get whiplash. What? <laughs> like something about a publicity stunt or some shit. I don't know. Uh, Phil Spencer and NFTs. <laughs> I mean, NFTs exist, and they could they could be interesting. I guess possibly. <laughs> this is where I miss uh, miss sis and also uh, Jeremy because they can cover NFTs so much more than what I want to. I, I mean, look, I mean, NFTs are a tool, right? They are a, a piece of. Uh, software engineering, basically, that allow you to do things, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so the concept of an NFT is that you have a piece of code that says that the thing that you have digitally here, this is a unique item, right? It's some unique identifier, some way to uniquely say, hey, this thing is mine, and it is only mine, right? Mm-hmm. And it's like, it, I mean, it's like books, right? It's like, I... I have a copy of the player's handbook for D&D. Uh, that copy of the book is mine. and is uniquely mine. Right? Yeah. Because it's in my fucking house. It's basically what NFTs are doing. Is they're giving you a piece of code that allows you to say, like, this is uniquely yours for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. Right? Now, in the current market, people are using NFTs to basically reinvent pyramid schemes. Uh, you know, they're saying like, oh, okay, well, I have this piece of digital artwork that's uniquely mine and I'll sell it to you for $1,000 because that's what I say it's worth. And then you're like, oh, I'll buy this NFT and then, haha, I have this cool piece of artwork that's worth $1,000 because some jackass said so. Hey, you want to buy this thing for $5,000? That, that, that's basically an NFT. Yeah, right yeah, now. yeah. Because um, nothing is real and everything's made up. That's true. Nothing is true. Everything is permitted. Yep. I saw that, I posted that on Facebook like 12 years ago. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, that's true still. <laughs> it's true still. That's true still. I got a friend that's going through all the Assassin's Creed game. He's like, Assassin's Creed Revelations and combat isn't the greatest. I'm like, dude, the fact that you're going back to play all those games is fucking stupid. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I, there's someone else I know in the gym actually. He's like, yeah, I just bought all the Assassin's Creed game. want to play them again. I'm like, but what? Put- but what? AC2 and Brotherhood, man. Like, Assassin's Creed 2 and Brotherhood. Peak Assassin's Creed. No. Assassin's Creed 2 is peak Assassin's Creed. <laughs> yes. I will, I will die on this hill. Assassin's, <laughs> Assassin's Creed 2, yes. Brotherhood, fuck no. I hate when they take away your best weapons of the game at the start. Always have. It's so stupid, man. Yep. I think it goes back to Majora's Mask. Yeah. Because the fucking kid took... My fucking horse at the beginning of that game. I'm like, really? Fuck this game. <laughs> <laughs> like, of course, you get her back later on, but still, though. Yeah, but I wanted it at the start, bitch. At the start, man. When you going to take my horse? I don't care about all this other extra shit. Nice little side story. Anyways, uh, AEW is a breath of fresh air compared to the WWE 2K games. Uh, everyone's excited to play this. I know number two is ready to play this game. Well, I mean, the last few WWE games have just been fucking trash. Yeah, so AEW coming back like this is going to be cool. If it's good, I will get it. Because I, like, Kenny Omega is my guy. I don't care. Like, mm-hmm. that dude deserves everything. He actually came back and, like, get, did, like, this long speech about everything. It was just, it was just worth it. It was just worth it. I don't know. 
I mean, look, I'm here for wrestling games. I think they fill a niche in the market, you know, because yeah. uh, they're basically they're basically fighting games, but not serious. Yeah, not serious. Yeah, you know, they're they're they're, they're there to have fun and to enjoy the your love of wrestling. Basically. Yeah, just no, to revel in. There's it. no Evo or anything sort of do like you can manage your own uh, shows that kind of stuff. It's always a fun part. Yeah, like, and it sounds great. That's not, it. Just sounds like a fun time, mm-hmm. but like the game still needs to be fun to play. Like, the mechanics still need to work, you know? Yeah. I can't wait for it. I know number two can't. And probably Jeremy, too. Um, Bioshock gets Hunger Games director. So, it's going to be trash? It's a new Bioshock movie. Yeah, so the, the movie's going to be trash. Oh, apparently oh, Netflix is uh, producing it. Oh, so. well, maybe. It I don't know. Good. I don't know. Netflix. Uh, so, the director is uh, Francis Lauren. Uh, I guess he directed The Hunger Games, but he also directed uh, Blade Runner 40, uh, 2049 and Logan. Never mind that, that statement I just said, because those two movies are a phenomenal. Yeah. Both of those are really good. <laughs> and I, I thought the first Hunger Games was pretty good, too. It honestly. Was, I didn't watch Mockingjay, the part one or part two. Mm-hmm. Actually, my friend, we were going to go see it. I was like, yeah, let's go watch Mockingjay. And she's like, all right, cool. Oh, uh, he directed uh, Constantine and I Am Legend. Uh, before directing Hunger Games, Catching Fire, uh, Mockingjay Part 1 and 2. Okay, cool. So he directed all the, the Hunger Games then. And then uh, you said Constantine. And Constantine. Constantine which, that's, let's talk about like the... I, I did Constantine come out in 2003? Yeah. Yeah, it did. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking living like it's 2003, man. But um, I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that starred Keanu Reeves and that movie was awesome. I don't even give a shit. All right, it says 2005. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> I, it was like I was like it's like mid 2000s, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's actually one of my favorite Constant uh, Keanu Reeves movies, though, for real. Yeah, that's a great movie. Yeah. I fucking loved it. Hopefully, this show is actually pretty good. If they yeah. use the girl from Sandman, if they use the girl, that'd be cool. Yeah, I mean that'd be cool. I'd I'd love to see uh, Jenna Coleman. Uh, reprise her role as uh, Johanna Constantine. That shit was. Uh, I thought she did a great job. I was worried. I, honestly, I was worried at first because I was like, I know she's a good actress. Like I'm here for her. Like yes, do what you need to do. But also like, are they going to change Constantine? They did not. They no. Jo- Joanna Constantine is still a fucking asshole. <laughs> yeah, yep. We don't need to change shit. Yep. Don't need to change a damn thing. She got it. She nailed it in one. So. Oh man, what's the name of it? Oh my gosh, that DM, that, that D and D stuff is getting in. We have to get to it. our D and D sex. Okay, uh, what that game, that movie should be coming out hopefully. Um, Resident Evil, the show already canceled. Already canceled. I didn't. I didn't watch it. I didn't watch it either. But just like guys, like how much more can we do with this one IP, like in show wise? It's like the one show that like Netflix is trying to make happen. <laughs> We're trying to make it happen. It's not going to happen. But yeah, I, it's like, well, that's the thing with Netflix, right? Is that their shows, like, they cost so much to produce unless they are smash hits. They can't, they're just untenable. You know what I mean? So unless they, unless they like Sandman, like capture the, world audience like in a ensnare it you know uh, they just can't afford to keep making stuff you know yeah. 
And even like there's a report, I didn't put it down here, but like Neil Gaiman said that we might not get a season two because of how much it cost. I'm like, dude, like mm-hmm. even though with like, success, right? like surely, surely we'll get a season two. The problem with the problem with Netflix is that um, they they don't do what traditional media did, uh, which is I guess uh, part of the reason why people liked Netflix, but. Um, in recent years, we've kind of done some studies on the whole binge streaming culture. Yeah. Uh, and binge watching actually has been shown to lead to depression uh, and lead to less satisfaction. Uh, because, and I don't know if it's causally related or just corollarily related. Yeah. Um, because it's like, oh, okay, well, if you're depressed, you're just going to sit there and just like stare at a TV for fucking 13 hours. Okay, yeah, sure. I get that. But saying that watching binge watching shows causes depression—that's a whole other thing entirely, right? Yeah. Because I, I mean, I can kind of see it because it's like once you finish a ten-episode show, you kind of have like a void afterwards, right? Like if you just sit there and binge watch a show for ten hours straight, and then you're done, and you're just like, oh, "What the fuck do I do with my life?" <laughs> uh, it's kind of similar, like even like reading a book or writing or playing mm-hmm. a game. It's like, especially reading a book, it's just like everyone's like, "Yeah, we should read this book." I'm like. All right, cool, and I'll go through like the entire series before I buy another series, like another book. And they said, like, why do you do that? I'm like, well, because one, like, after the first book, some people check out, mm-hmm. some people check out, but it's like, no, there's more to the story. There obviously because there's more books, so let me go ahead and check it out. And then people are like, well, you should recommend, like, we should read this or we should read that. And I'm like, guys, uh, like that's how to be read lists get piled up so hugely. Mm-hmm. Just like okay, I'll grab this book, but you better grab, you better be ready to read it when I say let's read this book. Yeah, because like we had to like get through all this before you have this conscience of like impulse buying because everybody else or like someone suggested it, and that's the problem. It's like kind of like in games, like when we recommend a game or something. It's like there's so much out there, mm-hmm. you know. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but yeah, so so with Netflix, it's like. Um, it, they produce this show and then they put out the entire season and it's like 10 episodes, 10 hours worth of content or whatever the shit. Mm-hmm. And you watch the whole thing and um, that has been kind of shown to, to lead to less satisfaction with your show watching experience. Because, or, uh, for example, Orange is a New Black. Mm-hmm. I think there's been so many memes of like people like uh, watching the show or like like just like on their phone not really watching it and I was in there watching it and I was there like, damn, that show, that, that season was crazy. Mm-hmm. Or like The Witcher, it's like they released all of it, and now like people are upset that the next season doesn't come out until next year. Yeah. So like, if you give yourself time to breathe between episodes, you're able to process it and digest it and enjoy it better. Um, so that's kind of what these researchers have shown, um, and I, I can get the links to the documents and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah. Um, but so if Netflix, for instance, took their 10 episode series and then did weekly releases for 10 weeks, people would like the show more. It would also be in the cultural zeitgeist longer because we would be talking about it longer as opposed to a weekend. Yeah. Just like, know, like, we haven't really discussed on the podcast because of me. Mm-hmm. Actually, we haven't actually went into detail about like the salmon. Like that's my favorite show, like favorite, one of my favorite series all the time. We haven't actually sat down and talked about it. Yeah. But the, but the whole series... <laughs> plopped onto Netflix 
I binged it in like two days. <laughs> yeah. You know? I watched episode five like uh, on Wednesday. But yeah, so like people people watched it for like two weeks and talked about it and it got super hype. And now, dead air. Nothing. Um, so it's things like that and then also things where they're not like secondarily monetizing their content. Mm-hmm. So they're not... They're not turning it into toys or things like that, for instance. Yeah. Um, which is what... That's what Disney does. Disney does their properties, and then they make toys about the properties, and then they sell the toys. Yeah. So the IP is just sitting there making tons of money in diverse areas of uh, you know, oh, the economy. Well, with the Sandman, you can't really make a toy. You just gotta go read the fucking book. <laughs> right. But that, that's kind of the problem yeah. with them, right? Is that they're not getting these kind of traditional you know, revenues of income. Um, they're avenues of revenue, I guess. But, yeah. Um, I mean, I'm pretty sure there's going to be a She-Hulk toy coming out soon. Yeah. I'm not I'm not sure what the answer is, but that's the thing. That's kind of why Netflix like are they're canceling shows right now. Yeah, they're so. easy to cancel things because they're just like it. It costs a lot of money to produce these things, and unless they do some big fucking numbers, we can't do it. Well, but also on the flip side, though, can we HBO Max's Lovecraft Country is like that was like it received so many awards, but like no season two though. Like what? Why? Because it was critically acclaimed, but maybe not. Uh, audience a lot of people like that show that's what I'm saying it's almost like an all black cast I think it did well a lot of people like that show so I just don't know like yeah I think HBO is just like well, there's just nothing else we can do I guess probably I mean if it's just that the people that liked the show really liked the show the people that watched it really liked it but not a lot of people watched it they still can't do nothing with it I guess you would just have to see the numbers. You'd have to see the numbers. numbers yeah. yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's like I can't, I can't tell you what it is, but I can kind of guess. <laughs> yeah. Let me look that up. As we have a really good conversation, mm-hmm. country by the numbers. Yeah, and oh, and uh, Netflix also said that the next season of Umbrella Academy will be the last one. Yep, a total audience of 1.5 million tuned in on Sunday night across all platforms. I mean, that's not a small amount of people. Uh, eight hundred eighty thousand watched the finale. Really? Yeah. So it died off. Yeah, at the end. Okay. So at the end. Well, maybe that's what it was. Maybe it was just trending downwards, and they're just like, "Well, it's expensive to make, and we can't just make another season." So. Yeah. So, uh, what was the one that you just said? I said Umbrella Academy. Uh, they're not getting their their their, their next season will be the last one. Season four will be their last season. Mm, anyways which I, I think is fair I think the story is pretty much run its course yeah you know? there's something else to, is there, I don't know I think they've covered everything comic book wise too like graphic novel wise well yeah they, well, they deviated a fair amount from it too Did they? Yeah, yeah they had to uh, Elliot Page and mm-hmm. all that well, no even, problem even with um, the hotel uh, Hotel Obsidian um, they they kind of rewrote that whole thing like that's not it, it, Hotel Obsidian was supposed to be a like a maximum security prison for the Umbrella Academy's like vanquished foes that's where they put all the superpower people in prison basically oh did they that, that's what it was in the comics anyway mm. but in the show they kind of stepped away from that whole like superhero team thing that was going on mm-hmm. like the Umbrella Academy didn't really do that okay okay so 
Sorry, I just want to make sure. Lovecraft Country. I'm uh, going back to this really fast. Lovecraft Country is currently the number one show on HBO Max per the streamer, and at this point, its premiere is nearing 10 million viewers on the platform. The finale sold at 90 percent in person digital from the premiere. Ah, so it's a give or take, but uh, yeah, uh, Umbrella Academy. There's the last one, and also they're saying that the star of the freaking what's it called show, the uh, Horizon Zero Dawn Netflix show, is going to be Aloy. Okay. There's gonna, there's reports that Emma Watson is going to be playing Aloy too. I don't see it though. <laughs> uh, it could work. <laughs> Huh? It's fine. <laughs> I like you. Like I like you have to think. Like, ah. That's fine. I love Emma. Love Emma Watson so much. Girl of my dreams growing up. Along with a lot of us. But damn, I don't know where her playing Aloy. Can we not just get like a actual redhead? Uh-huh. You know what I mean? <laughs> but yeah, so the, uh, the uh, director for our Bella Academy actually will be heading out um, the director's chair for the uh, Horizon it, show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That for Netflix that Horizon show, yeah. So that's probably why it's the last one. Don't want to balance too many things, mm-hmm. different things. Um, DC movies are pushing back, so Shazam is no longer coming out this year. It's coming out next year, which is odd. Black Adam coming out anytime soon? Black Adam doesn't come out until, like, all the movies get got pushed back. Mm-hmm. I'm taking a look right now. Sazam, Fury of the No, Curse. Aquaman. Those two game. Those two got pushed back. I think uh, Black Adam's still coming out this year. Hmm. Well, it's, it's well, I thought that like the new Shazam movie was supposed to take place after Black Adam because I think Black Adam's a standalone film. Like I don't think there's any other characters in it, right? Like not like Shazam isn't in it. Like that's not a thing. No, but they did just they did just get their director, their Kevin Feige, DC. Mm-hmm. To like try to make it like a, the DCEU thing. Mm-hmm. Well, that I don't. It's kind of that weird thing. I'm not sure how they're gonna work. How that's gonna work exactly? Because Black Adam's traditionally a villain. Yeah, he's an anti-villain though, or something. Anti-hero in this movie or some shit. Yeah, he's like an anti-hero in this movie, not a villain. And because The Rock is playing him. Yeah. And in The Rock's contract, he can't be the villain. Like he can't be the bad guy. Like, that's part of his contracts. Really? Yeah. That's interesting. Cause yeah, he can't, and, he can't be the straight-up bad guy. Uh, Fast and Furious, maybe? He was a police officer. Like, he was the good guy. He was trying to catch all the criminals. I don't know. <laughs> so, <laughs> like, so it works. I feel like he was the antagonist in a couple of those movies. Just <laughs> me, though. Uh, so, March 17th is when Shazam comes out. Instead of December 21st, and then Aquaman is December 25th, 2023. So, if you like DC movies, you're going to have to be waiting. Merry Christmas. <laughs> Essentially. Why did I look up Aquaman and not Black Adam? Yeah, it comes out this year still. Um, release date. October 21st is when it comes out. Huh! You can either play Gotham Knights or go see Black Adam, Stone. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Something like that. Um, Apology Tour for Urza Miller 
That's what I called it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, because Ezra Miller has is reportedly meeting with WB execs to save the Flash somehow. Uh, I mean... Been on an apology tour the past couple of weeks uh, with their latest stop reportedly being a meeting with the heads of Warner Brothers Film Division. Apparently you suffer, they are suffering from mental illness. Okay. I, I don't want to say that on the podcast. I'm getting in trouble. So bad. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean... I mean, cool. If you're suffering from mental illness, get help. But, That's what I'm saying. You know, get get help. You need help. That's fine. I understand that. Uh, it also doesn't excuse you from being a horrible person or doing horrible things just yeah, because you're yeah, mentally yeah. ill. But it is not a get out of jail free card. Exactly what I was about to say. I'm like it, I, I don't want to say that either. Like it's, it, I'm just saying it's it's not a get out of jail free card. If you did shitty things, you need to be responsible for doing shitty things. But if you need help, also get help. They're not mutually exclusive. They're not mutually exclusive. And then, but doing so, again, help you can turn your life around to be one of the best people ever. Yep. So, do what you need to do. Yep. Uh, Valve is getting... Are you thinking about the Steam Deck 2? The future of handheld gaming. Oh my gosh. I can't believe it. They're, they're really they're doing it. I like... The Steam Deck is doing alright, I think. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't have, like, bad specs or anything. I think everyone's liking it so far. And that's kind of the wild thing right now is that like, if you want to do, if you want to do like 4K gaming, like 4K 60 hertz gaming, right? Mm -hmm. That requires an immense amount of horsepower. It really does. You can can get there. Like, we have the technology, but like, it's expensive. Yeah, you gotta like do some serious shit for that, man. Mm -hmm. But you can play modern games. With, like, at 1080p, you know, 60 FPS. And you really just need very modest hardware to do that. Yeah. Like, you don't need a whole lot to make that happen. You don't need a lot, man. You don't need a lot. You don't need a lot. Uh, you really don't. So, I mean, like, the like a handheld gaming, you know, PC, uh, you know, doing, like, 1080p, 30, 60 hertz or something like that. I, it's not a bad idea. It's not a... You know, it's not far-fetched, and I think it would be a good play experience. I haven't played with the Steam Deck, mm-hmm. but I could see where it could easily, you know, yeah, benefits. work yeah. fine. It looks cool. I can't, I have like, so Steam Deck 2's on its way. Mm-hmm. Uh, the next one, Last of Us Part 2, Part 1 uses PlayStation 5's haptic feedback to help deaf gamers. That is dope. Mm-hmm. I'm here for accessibility. Because, uh, oh, yeah. you know, it, um, I forget what the concept is called, but uh, essentially whenever you make things more accessible for everybody, uh, then it also sometimes has benefits for people who don't even need it, really. Um, it, it just makes it easier for you to get to anyway. Um, so, like, for instance, like wheelchair ramps, right? Uh, you know, people who can, you know, who have working legs that can walk, um, you know, don't need wheelchair ramps, but, you know... Maybe it's easier for you to walk a wheelchair ramp than it is to walk a flight of stairs for some reason. Yeah, because your legs are hurting from leg day or some shit. Some shit like that. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, oh, well, you know, you didn't need this this ramp to be here, but because somebody else did, you're still benefiting from it. You know? Yeah. And um, that, there's a name for that concept, but I forget what it is. Yeah. But it's like, oh, well, you know, now that we are working on, you know, improved haptics for people who are deaf, right, and can are, you know, hard of hearing, uh, you know, people who 
don't have problem hearing also get benefit. Yep. <laughs> uh, the review for uh, Last of Us Part 2 comes out the Embargo List on Wednesday. So, enjoy the game. You gamers are reviewing it right now. Um, if it's not a 10 out of 10, then don't grab it. I'm playing with you. But <laughs> I'm pretty sure it'll be a 10 out of 10. Yep. It's The Last of Us. It's the same fucking game. It's like, we are The Last of Us. We are The Least of Us. So. <laughs> yep. Um, let's see. Last one. Uh, a couple more and we'll get out of here. Uh, season 2 of House of Dragons already confirmed. First can't, episode can't confirm good. season two of Sandman. We we'll get to already <laughs> like one like one season in. Well, it did crash the site though. It crashed the app last week because people were trying to watch it. And everyone like it's good to be back in Westeros. It really is. What do you think? I mean, I think it's great. Like, <laughs> I really enjoyed it. Um, it's gonna take me a little bit to not see the doctor, but I'll be all right. Yeah, it really is. Yeah. So like, as soon as you showed up, I'm like, uh, what's up, doc? <laughs> what up, doc? <laughs> I and, and I, it's I don't know. Matt Smith's a great actor, and I think he's doing a great job. It's he's not like acting like eleven or anything. He's just got a very distinct face. <laughs> he's a face, and you think as soon as you see it, you're like, are you just dressed up right now? Just yep. To... <laughs> yep. I don't know. Matt Smith is just awesome, and like. I think I said, though, like, oh, they said the thing. They said your cries. So, like, guys, it's House Targaryen. I was talking to a friend about this yesterday. I'm like, yeah, Targaryen. I'm like, like, yeah. Did you, like, I said it out loud and didn't really realize it. Like, I said, do you like Fire and Blood? Like, do you like the show, Fire and Blood? She's like, um, what is that? I'm like, oh, shit, House of Dragons. She's like, what is that? Like, what's Fire and Blood? I'm like, it's the Targaryen household slogan name. Like, there's Targaryen. Yeah, it's their house where it's Fire and Blood. blood. She's like, do they say that? I'm like, yeah. yeah. She's like, I need to go back and watch Game of Thrones or something. Because, like, I missed all that. I'm like, how do you miss that? Yeah, well, I mean, the only Targaryen is fucking Daenerys. <laughs> but still, though, that's the thing throughout the thing. It's Fire and Blood. It fire and Blood. blood. Like, that's... says it every time. What do you, like... People just need to pay attention more. That's all it is. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Funny Sandman story. Um... <laughs> Neil Gaiman said that he personally sabotaged the Sandman movie. <laughs> mm-hmm. He said it was the worst script he had ever seen written by anything. <laughs> so he's just like, yeah, we're, uh, we're shutting that down. It was the worst script that I've ever read by anybody. Like, damn. Damn. He says, I sent the script to a- It Ain't to Ain't It Cool News, which back then was read by people here. And I thought, I wonder what Ain't Cool Ain't It Cool News will think of the script that they're going to receive anonymously. And they wrote a famous article about how it was the worst script they'd ever been sent. And suddenly the prospect of that film happening went away. Alright. <laughs> Neil Gaiman is the best. <laughs> Do this before... Just decided to die on me. <laughs> oh, yeah, you gotta plug up, man. Gotta plug, get that juice. Plug it in, plug it in. But no, like, it, Salmon's good. I've watched up to episode five. The, uh, that's the restaurant episode. 
Yeah, so I'm actually I actually looked up the interview that Neil Gaiman did with uh, Rolling Stones. Okay, uh, and so he said that the show is not cheap. Uh, it's yeah. the opposite of a cheap show. This is dead expensive, and that means in order to be renewed, we have to perform as well as everybody could possibly possibly hope. So everyone is very hopeful. We're looking great. We're certainly on track for it, but it's how we do a month after release. Yeah. So pretty much next month. Next month is when we'll see. So, but it'd be a shame if they don't renew this show. <laughs> I I certainly agree. I I don't know what we would have to do to make uh, season two, like what would what would the benchmark have been in order for season two to get made if it wasn't like if it doesn't get made like. What's the cutoff? You know how, like how could Netflix greenlight the show mm-hmm. and produce it, even knowing how expensive it is? Because it's it is like you can see it. It is fucking expensive. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's like if hitting the benchmarks that it did, being the most watched show in eighty countries, you know. Mm-hmm. Having millions of people tune in and watch it, like the weekend it comes out, with honestly very little fanfare around it, because Netflix doesn't fucking do advertising. They don't do advertisement. It was really just word of mouth, like me, Jeremy, like they don't do. They do not advertise their own shows. They just don't fucking do it. And then it's like, oh well, how the fuck am I supposed to know to watch a show unless? You know, somebody tells me or something. Yeah. Or, or I stumble on it on Netflix on accident. Yeah. Or you, you know? just so you see, like, it's uh, number one in 80 plus countries. Like, wait, what? What is this show? I've never heard of it. See, like, Netflix is Netflix is like the worst girlfriend ever. It's like, if you wanted to watch your show, you would have already done it. If you, knew, if you wanted to know, you should have oh. just already done it. You should have just known. That sounds like Cowboy Bebop. <laughs> <laughs> sounds like Cowboy Bebop. Oh my gosh, bro! But it's so it's so cool. Uh, let's see, like dive into my DMs really quick. Uh, the shout out to this person. I'm not gonna say. Um, they said that there's a German game of voice actors now trying to do the critical role thing. There's one episode out. They try to take a peek at Larry, but they're skeptical. Like Germans, man, they just don't get the fun and silly part. If it's something. Officially produced. Also, it's a gang of guys with one token girl in there. So we'll see how that goes. Kind of like the name they chose. Dice Actors. That's the name of the show. Okay. Okay, so what's it say? <laughs> They're saying it's not starting out too well. For my liking factor, they apparently hired a professional DM. Okay. <laughs> I mean, it's it's a show, right? It's like professionally produced. Like it's it's supposed to be like Critical Role, right? Where they're like streaming uh, a story. Um, essentially, what she says, like this is the this discretion. I know you won't watch it because you don't like watching other people play D and D. I'd rather just play D and D. Huh? I'd rather just play D and D. Oh yeah, the professional DM DM is shitty and lame, and the whole gameplay is super stiff and stilted. Like anything Germans produce for entertainment. Damn. She is German too. So she's, she knows more than me. I mean, <laughs> sure, I guess. I don't fucking know. But like, I, 
Okay. <laughs> She's German, so that person's German. So, be, like, that be, insight is funny. That'd be cool, I guess. I don't uh, know. Just go like, watch Critical Role for real, then. I mean, look, Critical Role has, is like lightning in a bottle, okay? Like, try to catch it twice. Like, if it wasn't Matt Mercer, if it wasn't the cast of, Lord, vo- like, professional voice actors... Because that's what it is. Like, they're all professional voice actors. Every single one of them. Every single one of them. Every single one of them. So they all, like, they all work in that industry. So, I mean, they have a leg up. You know what I mean? It's like, if you just recorded you and your buddy sitting around a table playing D&D, it wouldn't be nearly as good as what they're doing on Critical Role. Oh, Sneak Attack's a really good podcast. Uh, podcast. I thought about doing that myself, but like, uh, one day. I don't know. Maybe. One day. But no, that's, it's just crazy. I'm like, wait, what? I don't know. She just, like, it was just funny because, like, uh, she's, like, going through, like, the archive of Critical Role right now. Like, season one Critical Role, and we're on season three. I'm like, just watch the later season. No point in just watching that old shit. <laughs> but, you know, uh, Spelljammer, some of the new stuff came in. Yeah, uh, we got Spelljammer in. Um, the I read through, like, the um, the campaign setting, I guess, or the, the player rules for it. Um, the backgrounds seem cool. You could definitely see where they were. When they came out with Spelljammer, they were thinking of 1D&D, so they were working on that. And that it, it seems like a step between 5th edition and 1 D&D. <laughs> um, uh, some of the races seem kind of lame. Lame? Yeah, like, I, um, the the GIF, I guess, the hippo people, mm-hmm. I, they have some unique thing, they have some unique abilities with them, but like, it's very sparse. Like, they have like three abilities, you know? Whereas, you get like, Elves that have like fourteen or fucking something stupid. I don't know, but it's like it's like, like they literally get like proficiency with firearms, and it's like they're a large build. Yeah, it's like okay. okay. Um, I feel like that one could use more time in the in the cooking pot, you know, in the oven. But uh, mm-hmm. uh, the the bug people they seem really fucking dumb. <laughs> yeah, you can like do another swing and shit. Like you're saying another. Yeah, because well, they have like sub arms, right? So they got like two main arms and they got a pair of sub arms. The sub arms can use things that are considered light weapons, and it's like, oh, okay, so you could wield a two-handed weapon in your main arms and then hold a shield or a light weapon in the other. That seems real fucking dumb. <laughs> you're like you're here for it. It's spaceship. It's spaceship. Okay, that's that's cool. Yeah, so it's here. We might play it here soon. Small modules, small books, dude. Yeah, they're small books. Um, because there's an adventure module that comes with it too, but it's not very big. Um, but it's apparently it's like a series of one shots. Mm-hmm. It meant to be played in like twelve sessions. I'm like, oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah, cool, cool, cool. Well, I think that we covered everything, my guy. Uh, you gotta get ready for D and D tonight. <laughs> yeah, should be fun, right? Gotta get myself mentally prepared. Ugh. You gotta write anything? I don't know. Um, I've got... So we're, we're gonna be finishing up the Plane of Water tonight, I think. Yeah. But I don't know how long it's gonna take. And after that, they want to go back to the Material Plane, so I don't really know what to do there. 
and I don't have anything written for the plane of Earth, which is the next place they want to go. And I don't have anything written for the plane of Earth, Fire, which is going to be like really intense, and I really actually should write on it, but whatever. Yeah, you're like, whatever, we'll, we'll worry about that when we get there. Mm-hmm. Oh, gosh. But no, that was it's a little more uh, Majesty the Gathering type before we got out of here. Uh, according to Jeremy, like, his, like you said, the, the deck list looked cool, looked great. His was, he says, keep in mind spell copies do not count to storm count. That's what was the only thing he said. Did they not? I'm pretty sure they do. Huh. That's what he said. So I was just like, well, what would you change? Because, like, I looked at that list. I looked at the article, talked to you, looked on the track, and just, like, everything looked like it's matched up. But I don't know what you would change. Mm, I don't, I'm not for sure. It's probably just more stuff to look into, get the wrapper head around. We have Jason's input coming, too. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe, I don't know if uh, Jeremy's actually played Storm or not, so. But his knowledge of the game is superior to mine. <laughs> I haven't played Tamara in like, make my deck like this. <laughs> Stone looks it up. <laughs> Great, beautiful day out today, too, guys. If you haven't been outside, woo. About to go buy some more books and be done. Got some writing to do, up to 75,000 words. <laughs> Rolling on that? No. Uh, no, he's right. He's right? Yeah. So what the fuck would I change? I don't know. I mean, it's fine. You just cast a bunch, like, you, it's fine. Oh. That's how, the, that's how it's supposed to work. It's okay. <laughs> yeah. So I'm just like, well, is that cool? No. I don't know. I think one of my person's input would be good. Alright, recommended games. I suggest you go check out the Solstice demo. There's me. There you go. Um, I don't recommend a game. I'm going to say Dark Cloud 2. Dark Cloud 2! A lot of fun. <laughs> yeah, not one, two. Yep. Stone is having a lot of fun with that again. <laughs> yeah. Alright, uh, show of the week. I would just have to say House of Dragon. Uh, yeah, uh, I started watching... Um, no, One Punch Man. Fuck the bullshit. Yeah. Uh, I started watching um, How the Realist King, uh, Hero Rebuilt the Kingdom again. You're, what's funny is that, like, I mentioned you last night. I mentioned you last night, like, because it was like 2 a.m. when I was playing that demo, and my friends were on Discord and they were watching that show, and they were like, This is politics done right in anime. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. It's a, it's a political show, but it's fun. Yeah. Like, I thought it looked, like, Yeah, I think my roommate actually likes this show. <laughs> yep. Uh, if they like that, they'll probably like uh, Log Horizon as well. Log Horizon? Yep. Hell yeah. Because they do politically bulls- bullshit too, and then. That's cool. Well, with that being said, guys, I think we just get out of here. It's been a great episode. There's a lot of good news. Like, there's just more to come. Watch Gamescom. Tokyo Game Show is around the corner, too. That's next month, I think. Oh, my God. The gaming world starting. It's about to. It's about to. The wheel is turning, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's coming. With that being said, thank you guys. We love y'all. Talk to you later. Peace. Peace.